What is up, P7 family? Hope you're having a wonderful day today. And just want to say thank you for taking time out of your day uh, to listen to our podcast and to hang out with us. We know that you're going to be blessed today. We've got an incredible uh, guest with us, Landon Gore. He is an absolute powerhouse uh, when it comes to inspiring people through the Word of God. And we believe that you're going to be encouraged and challenged and equipped today with some real practical advice, um, but also some divine inspiration. Thanks for joining us today. God, thank you so much for this call. Thank you for every person that's joining in, God, tonight. I just believe that these calls are helping us make a difference, make an impact, and reach our world for your gospel. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Um, so our guest speaker tonight, again, he's no stranger to any of you guys for sure, is Evangelist Landon Gore. Uh, we're so honored to have him on your night. He's got literally a packed out schedule constantly, um, but he's taking the time tonight to speak to us. So, uh, Brother Gore, thank you so much. I'm going to turn this over to you. If you guys have some questions for him, we already have some questions that were submitted online on Instagram, uh, which is exciting beforehand. Um, so we'll also tackle those. But if you got questions throughout the call, you can go, to, go ahead and ask. Brother Gore. The floor is yours. Thank you very, very much. Man, what an honor it is uh, to uh, address you guys tonight. I am so excited uh, about what God is doing through P7. I am encouraged by all the testimonies uh, that I get to watch and see, and it is just exciting uh, to see young men and women uh, being apostolic missionaries in their school and 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 having uh, places and spaces and opportunity where the presence of God is welcomed and is facilitated. And uh, I am just excited about this school year. Uh, I know there are a lot of uh, different um, schools and areas uh, represented, uh, but I just believe that God is uh, getting ready and it is already uh, doing some amazing, amazing things. And so I want to go straight to the word of the Lord uh, tonight. Um, it's a familiar passage. I felt to come back to it tonight. Uh, Acts chapter 27, Acts chapter 27 and verse 22. Uh, some of you may be familiar with the story. Uh, the Bible says that uh, Paul, who is a very powerful and anointed uh, man of God, is in a uh, is in a, uh, a very stormy, chaotic situation. He is on his way uh, to to Rome. He is prisoner, and it's he's really in a tight situation. And right in the middle of this uh, stormy chaotic saga right in the middle of this uh, crazy context uh, we jump into the text and it says in acts 27 and verse 22 that paul says these faith infused words um be of i well let's actually yeah let's do verse 22 he says now i exhort you to be of good cheer for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship for there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. You've got to get to your destination. And God has given you all of them that sail with thee. Wherefore, he says it again, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be as it was told me. I want to speak to a P7 uh, missionary. I want to speak to a P7 um, young man, young lady. And I, I, want, I want to give you uh, some encouragement tonight. And that is to simply keep declaring the word of God. Paul was in the middle of a very, uh, again, stormy environment. And so it is with us. Our, our culture and our climate is, is being tossed to and fro with fear and questions and uncertainty and is there going to be another variant of covid and and what what is this semester going to be like last semester and will 2021 be like 2020 and and so we're, we're surrounded by all these things that are in fluctuation but i want you to notice that paul kept speaking the word of faith he said i have heard god and i'm telling you to be of good cheer and then he says it twice be of good cheer. He's repetitive. And I want to remind you that whatever word God has placed in your spirit, whatever word God gave you for this local P7 chapter, whatever word, I feel the Holy Ghost, God gave you for your school, for your city, do not let the storm change your word. Do not let the chaos that is around you alter what God has placed into your spirit. Kaylee, that was Acts 27, verse 22 through 25. 
So it, it is that he's in this, this stormy uh, context and he's, I see him coming from below deck and he's, he's, he's wet, he's waterlogged and, and people are hearing his, his contagious faith, be of good cheer, be of good cheer. And they've got to wonder, can you not see Paul, everything that is happening? But then he gives background to why he is so emphatic about what he is saying. He says, this very night, the angel of the Lord stood by me. Now, you got to get a picture of what is happening. The rain is falling. The wind is blowing. The ship is topsy-turvy. Soldiers are sliding across the deck. And yet Paul said, I saw something standing. This night, the angel of the Lord stood by me. In a moment of depression and anxiety, if you're overwhelmed by everything that is in fluctuation around you, I want you to be reminded to lift your eyes above the physical, and I want you to get a visitation of the spiritual. Go back to that place of prayer. Go back to that place of intercession. And when everything is moving up and down, I want you to be reminded that heaven has not lost its footing. Heaven has has not become unstable. Your calling is still sure. Your calling is still steadfast. There are a lot of things that are sliding and moving in politics and in Hollywood and Washington all throughout the world. But your calling is sure. Your calling is tied to something that is firm. Your, Your calling has not slipped despite all of the culture and climate that each and every one of us are facing each and every day of our lives. You're walking into a context where people are going to be frothing over with fear. They're, they're watching CNN and they're hearing the reports and, and, and they've, got, they've got homes that are hellish environments and, and their life is full of emptiness and, and despair. But you are bringing something that they do not have. You have a word from God. You have a hope. You have the power of God on the inside of you. I want you to notice that Paul lets everybody know we're going to make it to our destination. However, we're we're going to crash. <laughs> we're we're going to we're going to we're going to crash upon these rocks. Uh, but I want you to know that that everybody is going to make it. And so it is that the ship soon crashes and 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 the command is given. If you know how to swim, swim to the shore. And the Bible says that everybody made it to the shore. Some swam, some simply uh, held on to broken pieces of the ship. But the Bible says that everybody made it. How do we know everybody made it? That means somebody had to count. And that means you are the ambassador of heaven to every single person in your school. And you have a message. We have a message. Amani, Brother Nathan, Brother Seth, we all have a message to these group of young men and women in this chaotic environment. And you know what that is? You count. Heaven is counting on you. We're counting on you. Doesn't matter if you're suicidal you count. It doesn't matter if your parents are atheists, you count. It doesn't matter if your home life is dysfunctional, you count. It doesn't matter if you have a high IQ or a low IQ. It doesn't matter if you're interested in God or if you serve Allah, you count. And we have a message of hope for you. Nobody can be left in the sea. Nobody can be left to drown. Nobody can be left behind. There is no lost cause. Every single soul has value. And I believe we honor God when we when we look at someone that's not hungry, that doesn't appear to be hungry. When we when we observe someone that, that, that appears that they're not want to have anything to do with God, but we don't go by what appears to be. We go by what is appointed to be. And we say, no, I'm I'm going to pray for you. I, I'm going to believe for you. I'm going to intercede for you. Why? Because every single person counts. You're getting ready to walk into this new uh, school year and, and this new semester. And I, I think there's a I think there's a point in this story that's very applicable to us. The Bible says that that they have all made it to the shore. Everybody has been counted. And I, I find it really ironic that they they've they've made it past this storm. They they swam out of the sea. And when they get onto the island, you know what the Bible says? The Bible says it's wet. It's cold and it's raining. How many of you believe that you're getting ready to walk into a new dimension? You're getting ready to walk into a new chapter, a new season. I believe that it's been preached. It's been prophesied. So what happens when everything that you're stepping into looks everything looks just like everything you stepped out of? 
What happens when you step into this new school year, this new season, this new dimension, and everything seems to be the same as what you just left? I've shared this and I'm going to share it again many times when God does not allow you to step into something new. God is inviting you to become something new. There may be some things in this school year that appear to be the same. There may be some things in our world in 2021 that appear to be the same. But when God does not allow you to step into something new, he is asking you to RSVP to become something new. What can change on the inside of you? Because if something intrinsically changes on the inside of you, it doesn't matter if everything on the outside is the same. Because when something on the inside is different, you don't just accept the atmosphere. You don't just accept the culture. You have the ability to change it. I can prove it from scripture. What happens next? You know what somebody says? Somebody says, let's build a fire. I know it's raining and I know it's wet. I know it's cold, but we're going to change the atmosphere. And you have the ability to walk into your school and literally change the atmosphere through your prayer, through your intercession. You are an apostolic. When you speak the name of Jesus on that campus, when you speak the name of Jesus in your P7 services and clubs, when you share the gospel to each student, you know what you are doing. You are building a fire. And you know what's going to happen? I'm going to clue you in. There's going to be some vipers that jump out of that fire. You're going to be attacked this semester. You're going to be attacked this this school year. And it's not because you're doing something wrong. It's because you're doing something right. Because when the fires of God's power and presence begin to, oh, I feel Jesus right now. When the fire of God's spirit begins to culminate, everything that was cozy, everything that was dormant, everything that was stagnant is now uncomfortable. There's going to be some spirits and some strongholds that do not welcome you starting a P7, that do not welcome you sharing the liberty and the joy and the love of God. But you're going to walk in dominion. You're going to walk in power. You're going to walk in authority because the same fire that exposes the snake is the same fire that is going to destroy that snake. The same fire that exposes those spirits are going to be the same fire that destroys those spirits. So what is the challenge to you? The challenge is to keep building that fire, keep praying, keep fasting, keep interceding. Do not let your relationship with God die. Don't, don't, don't let it flame out. Don't let it become just mere ashes of the last Congress or the last rally or the last youth can't. You've got to keep stoking that fire because there are going to be spirits that attack you just like the attack against Paul. And you know what Paul did? He shook it off. That's all he did. He just shook the snake off. The Bible says when he shook it off, it had no harm on him. It doesn't mean it was a harmless snake. It was actually a very harmful snake. (laughs) But when he shook it off, it had no power upon him. But you know, here's what we got to realize and remember, you can't shake a snake off into a fire that you haven't built. And deliverance, that can take a few seconds. That t- Somebody can receive the Holy Ghost just like that. Somebody can be healed just like that. Deliverance and freedom can happen just like that. But building a fire takes a process. So build that fire in your relationship with God. But build that fire in that school. Because you know what? You're going to be able to have that walk with God. But you're building a fire so that others can come to your walk with God and they can begin to shake some things off out of their spirit and they're going to build a fire. And all of a sudden there's, there's going to be a blaze of the Holy ghost in that school. There's, there's going to be people walking down hallways that feel something. There's going to be teachers that have a, a gravity to you. There's, there's going to be reports of healing on, on, on your campus all because you decided to build a fire. I'm almost done. So let's, let's wrap up really quickly. This is what I want you to realize just a few moments later. You know what Paul is going to do right after he has been attacked viciously by this uh, this viper, by this venomous snake, the Bible says he's going to go to the house of Publius. He's going to pray. And, and there's, there, there, there's a, there's a man on, on, on his deathbed, so to speak, he, he's got a fever. If something didn't change, he could die. And you know what the Bible says, that Paul is going to lay his hands on him and he's going to be healed. And you know what? The sick of the island are going to come. And there's going to be an island-wide revival, all because healing flows through the very same hands that poison could not. There's going to be things that try to latch onto your spirit. There's going to be things that students around you are facing and it's, you're going to, you're going to feel, you're going to feel that false doctrine. You're going to feel that heaviness. You're going to feel that, that weight, that depression, that anxiety, that lust, that, 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 that 
fear, that, that, that jadedness, that insecurity. You're going you're gonna to feel those spirits that are around you try to latch on to you. But you have the ability to say, no, poison is not going to flow through these hands. I'm not going to get back. I'm not going to become backslided. I'm not, I'm not going to uh, uh, backslide. I'm not going to become dry. I, I, I'm not going to second guess what God has called me to do. I'm going to shake it off. I don't, you and I do not get to control what latches onto us. You and I do not get to control what, what jumps out and, and tries to, to put his uh, things into our spirit, but we do get to control what we hold on to. So let it go, shake it off, have that relationship with God that is fiery and vibrant and passionate because the hands that have been bitten and the hands that have been attacked are going to be the very same hands that healing and demonstration and anointing and power flow through. You know, what's really amazing is when we look at the scripture and we, we look at the nuances and the details and the verbiage, you know what we realize? We realize that 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 the Bible says that that snake bit the hand singular of Paul. But you know what happens when he goes and prays for that man? The Bible says that he lays his hands plural upon him. There's going to be some testimonies you have. There's going to be some scars that you have. You know what? Your P7 club does not need a perfect individual that has it all together. You know what? They they need somebody that has some scars. They need to see your bitten hand. They need to hear about some of the attacks. They need to hear about some of the valleys because there is a sick and dying world and they are not impressed by our fake halos. They are not impressed by our by our professionalism and, and our our fake perfection. No, they want to be able to look at you and say, if you can be healed of that, I can too. If you can be forgiven of that. So can I, if you, if you can be, if you can be overcoming that addiction and that can be in your past and not your present, then maybe there is hope for me. That is the message to every P7 is that, yes, I've got some scars because some things tried to latch on to me. Some things tried to take me out, but you know what? I had a walk with God. I shook it off and I'm here to bring healing. I'm here to bring hope. And I, I want somebody watching tonight to realize that, that, that it's, it's not been an easy year. It's not been an easy few years. It's not been an easy few months, but I, I want you to know there's a purpose behind the storm. There's a purpose behind the snake bite. And by the help of God, you're not, you're not going to walk into this school. You're limping. You're not going to walk into this school year with church hurt. You're not going to walk in dry and backslidden. No, you're going to walk in with the testimony saying, God, I want anointing to flow through me. I want giftings. I want to see visions and miracles. I, I want the angels angels of the Lord to walk with me through these hallways. And there's going to be a revival in your school because you decided, Hey, I may be attacked. I may, some things may come against me, but I'm going to shake it off. And I'm going to allow God to use all of me, the good and the bad, my strengths and my weaknesses, my talents and my insecurities. I, I'm, I'm going to allow my scars to, to, to be used for his kingdom and for his glory. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, we are going to see continued reports into this year. By Christmas time, by holiday time, we're going to be talking about what God did these last few weeks and these last few months. And you know what? We're going to look back and we're we're going to say, hey, there are there are young men and women that now have the Holy Ghost that have been baptized in Jesus name. I prayed for a blinded eye and it was open. We we interceded for some parents that were prodigals and they came back. There's going to be testimony after testimony after testimony. The poison it's not going to have any power. <laughs> the attacks of hell, that's that's not going to have the spotlight. You know what we're going to be rejoicing about? We're going to be rejoicing over the miracles that God is co-laboring with you to see perform. God wants to work with you. And I believe there's young men and women on this call that you've perhaps been tugged in a certain gifting. The Lord is speaking to you about a certain gifting. There's a holy curiosity about a certain gifting. And I believe with all my heart that it it is the will of God for you to walk into your campus and to walk in the gift of faith, to walk in the gift of healing and miracles, to walk in the gift of prophecy. God can give you a word for a fellow student. God can give you the boldness to take somebody by the hand and pray for an aunt of theirs who has cancer. 
Look for opportunities. Look for moments where you're not just a, a another student, but you are a P7 missionary carrying the gospel. It's not just when you have your services. It's not just when you have your devotions. You don't, you don't check in and check out of being a missionary. It is what you live and breathe. It is your 24-7 missional mindset. And I celebrate. I celebrate what God is getting ready to do. And so don't discount anybody. Sometimes people don't always look hungry. Sometimes you're going to be met with rejection, but you make sure that you count everybody and that you leave nobody left behind. Because as was said to Paul, I believe can be said of you, that you're going to make it to your destination. You're going to make it in, in, in your journey. You're going, to, you're going to make it to where God is asking you to go. But there was an additional message to Paul. Paul, you're not just going to make it by yourself. Everybody that is with you is going to make it. So I believe that we have the ability to believe on on behalf of our classmates, on behalf of our professors, on behalf of our teachers. We're not just we're not just walking into spiritual uh, victory alone, but we are bringing people alongside of us. We are bringing people with with us. And there are P7 clubs all across the U.S., all across uh, Canada, all, all, all across that are that are seeing uh, God manifest his spirit and his presence. So don't be isolated. Don't don't think you're by yourself. You're you're not going to go under you're not going to sink by the grace of god we are all going to step into our destiny into this new dimension into this new chapter and even if everything in the physical looks the same you make sure that something is changing and transforming on the inside of you because you have the ability not just to accept the atmosphere you have the ability to change the atmosphere What a powerful word, Brother Gore. What a powerful word, Brother Gore. Before we go into some questions, could you pray over us tonight? I really feel God wants to do something. We're going to get some, there's a lot. We already had six questions before the call started. Um, so that's a lot. Um, but as well, I know there'll be some questions in the chat here tonight. And I want to all say thanks to everybody who's hopping in. It's a great attendance. Brother Gore, could you, could you pray over every one of us going into the school year that we're going to walk? in demonstration and faith and the Holy God, I feel there's going to be an impartation tonight. Could you do that? Yes. Yes. God, I thank you for every single P7 uh, missionary that is on this call. God, I pray that there would be an awakening and a stirring within their heart. God, if they have the Holy Ghost, God, they have access to the gifts of the Spirit, and they not only have access to them, they have authority in them. God, I pray that they would not walk in timidity and fear and insecurity, but I pray that they would walk under a divine mandate. I pray, God, that they would walk with a holy boldness and purpose. I pray, oh God, that they would not shy away from the obstacles, but I pray that they would look for the opportunities, God, to give your message, to give the good news, and God, to bring healing and to bring demonstration. I, I pray, oh God, that the gift of intercession, God, would be stirred on the inside of people that are watching tonight. I pray that the gift of faith, God, would be active activated and initiated, God, in this school year. God, I pray, Lord, that prophetic words would come into their spirit, God, that the working of miracles would take place. God, I pray that you would take them into a, a deeper place. I pray that it would be said of this school year that they saw you do things on their campus and in, in their lunchroom, God, and among their classmates that they had never witnessed before. God, every miracle that you've done in Africa, God, every testimony from Asia and the Middle East and throughout the world. God, we know it can happen right here in the U.S. and Canada. Everything that took place in the book of Acts, God, we know it is your divine will for us to operate in, for us to walk in. I pray in the name of Jesus that it would be loosed. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, there would be a holy hunger, God, that we would not be content with North American Christianity, that we would not be content, God, with God's shallow religion, that we would not be content, God, with just, with just apathy showing up and doing nothing. But God, I pray as I know that is already happening. I, I pray a continual 
passion. I pray a, a baptism, oh God, that would come upon us, that we would truly be a part of this end time revival that is already happening. God, I pray that it would be the prayer of every single P7 missionary. Lord, whatever you're doing, don't do it without me. You're already moving. You're already speaking. I pray that we would be a part. We would not miss it, God, but we would be a co-labor, not a co-star, but a co-laborer with you. We don't need the credit. We don't need the glory, but God, we want your kingdom to gain traction and we want your kingdom to advance in our schools, God, among our professors, among our classmates, throughout our city for your glory and for your namesake, God. Let it be done, God. Let it be so, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Wow. That was powerful. Um, let's go to some of these questions, um, Brother Gore. And if you have a question, you can just type it in the chat. Um, but it, here's a question. It says, when did you, and Brother Gore, maybe you could speak to this a bit, um, maybe a lot of your ministry journey, and you know, maybe give some insights. Uh, when did you get called to preach? Um, you know, everybody has a little different story. Um, I, I can't necessarily point to a service. I can't uh, point to to a moment. I just always knew that I wanted to do something for God, and uh, little by little, I gained clarity uh, in in what the Lord would have me to do. And I would just say this, um, each and every one of us are called to preach the good news. Each and every one of us are called to, to share the gospel, uh, whether you do it with a microphone or you do it across the Starbucks table. Um, every single one of us are called uh, to, 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 to preach uh, the gospel of, of, of Jesus Christ. And, um, and so I, I, this, this was the pattern for me as I would as I would just be a, a steward of right now, God would always take care of what was next. And so uh, you share the word of God with your friends now, you be a witness now, you pray now, you fast now, you get into the word of God now, and, and everything else uh, will, will, will just come with time and God will give you more clarity. But don't, don't wait for a calling. Uh, don't wait for a calling to go teach a Bible study. Uh, don't wait for a calling to minister to to your friends and and uh, if if you ever find yourself um, tempted to say, "Well, I don't have any doors opening for me," well, make sure your definition of a door is a soul, because if your definition of a door is a soul, then we are surrounded by open doors. But if your definition of a door is is just a microphone and stage, well, we don't always have the luxury uh, to have that. And and these end time hour. Uh, um, uh, tensions and 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 um, the end time um, hour that we're in may not always give us the luxury to have a mic and and a, and a platform. Uh, but if there is a soul in front of you, then you will never uh, be able to say there's no open doors for me. That's some good stuff right there. That that someone's got to post that Instagram on your story. That's some good. That's some good stuff. Um, we'll have more questions here. Again, any question you have for Brother Gore, I would take the time. And again, the, the, this was once said to me once by someone, um, you know, whenever you get to God brings somebody either on a call or whatever, you get an insights to literally another world. So I would take the, ask him any question you would like, uh, uh, ministry related and impact related and spiritual related. Here's a question, but it's for Brother Boyd. I'd uh, love to, for him to address. Um, what can I do in my school with P, uh, regarding P7 with the COVID policies? I know there's going to be different ones across. So, Brother Boyd, could you address that, please? Sure. I wish I could have a, a really intense spiritual answer like Brother Gore just answered with that last one. I just about fell out of the couch that I'm sitting in. Um, in regards to uh, policies with COVID-19, here, here's the thing that I want to say. Make sure that you're following your school's policy. Um, before COVID-19, your school had policies about various things, um, especially if you are a, if you're a, a registered club at your school, you're a recognized official club of the school, make sure that you're following school policy. Whatever their policy is, make sure that you're respecting it. Um, I know that everyone's got various opinions and I'm not here to debate it, but if the school is mandating that masks should be worn, in all clubs, make sure that you're being respectful of that. Um, if the school is saying that you need to 
um, wear yellow hats, wear the yellow hats, you know, whatever, whatever it is, uh, follow the school's policy because as it, as an organization, we want to be respectful of the school. Um, we don't want to just walk in and say, well, we don't, we don't, you know, believe that at our church. And so we're not going to do it. We, we want to make sure that we're being respectful of the school's policy. Um, so if there's a, if anyone ever needs any clarifying on that, feel free to uh, send us a message on Facebook or Instagram or an email, and we're happy to to walk you through that. But um, the school, if the school is allowing clubs to meet, your club can meet. Um, if you know, I've heard already from a couple of students, you know, our school can't meet because of you know because of you know quote because of COVID. That's kind of like the the easy cop out. Well, because of COVID, we can't do that. And my, my question back to them, well, are, are there any clubs meeting? Because if there are any clubs meeting, you have the right to meet as a club as well. Uh, the school has to allow all of them or they have to deny all, you know, deny all of them. So because of the Equal Access Act, we all you know, have the same rights as clubs. So make sure that you're following your school's policy, um, but don't use because COVID as you know, your excuse. So push through it. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Here's a question I scrolled up to. Brother Gore, can you tell us about when you thought, or I guess saw the trumpet was blowing in Kansas City? So good, so good. I, I don't have the context of this, so I, I'm missing out on something. Uh, I bet that came from the Life Church or, or Elder, Elder Nathan. Uh, I was preaching uh, at, at Brother Nathan's church, and uh, while preaching, uh, a dear brother in the congregation decided it would be a great time to blow the shofar very, very loudly. And so we all thought that Jesus Christ was coming, and we were not lifting off, so I was trying to jump a little higher. But it was not the trumpet, and it was not Gabriel. It was a shofar. <laughs> wow. Wow. Praise God. <laughs> Uh, here's a question. Uh, it says, did you struggle with accepting your call to speak? Um, yes, um, uh, to a degree. Um, but the moment that you realize that you have, um, news that can change somebody's life, then the message outweighs the messenger. And the moment that you realize that you have something that can uh, save somebody's soul and impact their um, eternity, then all of a sudden your insecurities and what you are good at or not good at um, or your personality um, becomes a very, very poor, poor excuse. Um, if there is a fire in the building and you don't scream fire because you're not good at screaming fire, well, that's not a good enough excuse. Wow. Wow. Uh, here's another one. How do you know, someone messaged privately, how do you know when you're being called? If you have the Holy Ghost, then you are called. If you have a heartbeat, you are called. Um, if you have ever read in your Bible where it says to go and make disciples, you are called. Um, I do not have a moment. I don't have a service. I don't have a Congress. Everyone's story is different, but some of it is semantics. When people say they were called, what they are saying is I answered the call. The That's moment, the, the moment you were born, you had a calling. When you got the Holy Ghost, you had a calling. The Bible describes to you calling. You are called to make disciples. You are called to fulfill the Great Commission. So when people say, I got called at a rally, that's not when they got called. They answered the call at a rally. When someone says, I got called at a con youth congress, that's not when they got called. That's when they answered the call. Or maybe that's when they figured out the call or they heard the call. But every single one of us are called. And so my challenge would be, um, don't wait for an angel to come down. Don't wait for a scroll to come out of heaven. Uh, you are called to uh, know God and to make him known, to walk with God and to be a witness for God. Everything comes back to that. My goodness, I, I was unmuted and I said, my goodness. And so I interrupted you, my bad. Here's another question. This is just amazing. And someone asked it privately, Brother Gore, how can I find a full spirit of boldness without any shame? So I guess avoiding the timidness. 
yeah um um faith is a feeling or i'm sorry faith is an action not a feeling um when you're the bible says when your heart condemns you god is greater than your heart so if we followed our feelings if we followed uh, our personality if we followed our heart uh we wouldn't be bold um, but our boldness is not connected to good vibes. It's not connected to positive energy. Uh, it's, it's not connected to, to how we feel. Uh, our boldness is our identity and our identity is who we are. And when we have the Holy Ghost, um, that boldness is our identity. And so who we, who we, who we are is greater than what we feel. Uh, that's why the Bible says that we can trade the spirit of heaviness for the garment of praise. What is a spirit, a spirit of heaviness? That's, that's something that you're, you're feeling that's contradictory to your calling. It's something that's trying to hijack your faith. But what is the garment of praise? Well, that garment is an identity. And so there's a principle there that, that our, our, our identity is greater than any spirit that comes against us, any feeling that would hijack our faith. So uh, don't expect uh, I would say this, don't expect boldness to be uh, this adrenaline. Don't expect it to be this high. Don't expect it uh, to be you jumping uh, out of out of uh, your car, running into the school um, with, with a flamethrower and, and in the armor of, of Christ. No, um, it's an action. And as you take those actions of boldness, um, God will give you more boldness. And as you steward that boldness, God will increase that boldness. This is amazing. Question here says, is, uh, I scrolled up a bit. It's actually a question for Brother Boyd. What do you do when there are people who cannot come to your club and don't have the social media platform your club stream on? Also, what do you do when devoted members have put other things uh, like sports over the club? Yeah, good question. We've got two questions here. What do you, first of all, what do you do uh, when someone can't be on the platform? Say if you're, if you're, a homeschool or a virtual school, you're not in person, you're doing it on Zoom. How do you, how do, you uh, do that? Um, if someone is at school and they have a computer, or someone's at home and they have a computer, you, can, you don't have to necessarily be on social media. You can use Zoom. Um, at the end of the day, if they're not on Instagram and that's the only platform you're, going, you're, you're using, unfortunately, they can't be there. But you know what we can do? We can pick up the phone and call them. You know, everyone's got a cell phone. They got a home phone or something. You got to, you know, show up at their house. You know, you can do, you can do something to reach that person. If you, uh, you know, <laughs> if you, I love what Brother Gore said, you know, if you got a heartbeat, like you can do this. Uh, you know, what's, what's common is to allow these barriers to just give us a way out to say, well, you know, they're not on the platform. They can't, they can't watch. We can still reach out to them and be their friend. We can still, you know, get together with them and, and, and get coffee. We can still, you know, make disciples. They, they, you know, can't be at the Zoom or they can't be at your P7. You can still reach out to them and be their friend. So uh, I think there's ways around that. Uh, in regards to the second question, how, you know, what do you, what do, you do when someone uh, doesn't want to, you know, be at P7 because they have sports? First of all, I don't want to just take a cheap shot at sports. You know, take inventory. If a lot of the kids in your P7 want to be there, but they're in track and your, and your club is, you know, after school, try a morning. You know, if it works better for everyone to come in the morning and they want to be there, guess what? A lot of clubs meet in the morning, bring donuts and coffee, make it a great time. Um, so just take inventory. If it's one or two people, you know, that, you know, don't, don't make the whole club with that one person that doesn't want to be there. And they probably wouldn't be there in the morning if you had it. Uh, don't get hung up. Don't, don't let the enemy play games with your head and get hung up on, the, oh, that person doesn't want to be there. And so, you know, we can't have a successful year. Uh, but do take inventory and see, you know, if there's a better day or a better time to have P7, if there's a lot of kids in your club that's saying that. Um, but at the end of the day, if someone doesn't want to be at P7, they don't want to be there and you don't want to force them. You don't want it to be like, oh, be at this P7 club. Otherwise, we're not going to be friends. Uh, you don't want to. You don't want to force people to be there. It's it's disingenuine, and uh, you're going to lose uh, your effectiveness. These are these are some amazing practical tips. Here's a question from Brother Gore that just came in. Um, there is, let me just read this correctly. There's an atheist in my classroom, and I've invited her to church and P7 club, and she said no. What do I need to do to reach her, Brother Gore? 
um, before she comes uh, to your P7 club um, and before she meets your church, uh, she's met you. So you are the word of God to her. You are the love of God to her. You are the sermon to her. And I would say, um, keep valuing uh, your time together and look for ways where, um, where, where, where you can uh, example Christ and you can example uh, the word of God to her uh, because all of us are, are living uh, messages. Uh, all of us are a, 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 a 24 seven sermon. So if she hasn't come to your uh, P seven club, if she hasn't come to your church, uh, don't give up on that, but do not underestimate uh, the power of the message of your life in her world. I'm going to hop in on that one real quick. Uh, find out what coffee she likes, find out what classes that she's in. Does she like sports? Does she play an instrument? There's so many things. I think we try to like over spiritualize relationships and we think sometimes they, they always have to be like, we always have to talk about Jesus to that atheist. Like, otherwise we're not making a difference. What, what Landon is talking about here earlier is like, like live out your, your faith. Like you got scars, they got scars. Talk about that. Talk about, you know, the struggles that you guys are going through. And there's a lot of common out. There's a lot of common factors that you have with people outside of them coming to your church. Um, And so there's a ton of opportunity there just by like getting to know someone and like, you know, figuring out who they are, like just be their friend, you know, it's a killer place to start. And as you develop relationship currency with that person, then they're going to see, okay, they care about me. What's this Jesus guy that, you know, that they, I see them talking about. So just want to add that. So good. That's so good. And even if I can jump in quickly on that, you know, people respond to the love of God and you connecting with them before they can connect to the God in you. They have to connect to you. So I love what you said there, brother boy and brother Gore. I just want to say that. Um, Here's a question that came in. We're getting, wow, we're just being flooded with this. Uh, Someone just sent me another, what do you do? Um, Let me just make sure I have this. I noticed that a lot of uh, brother um, Seth's witnessing uh, revolves around coffee. So, I mean, you could take them to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> or I mean, they, have, they, have, they, have, they have frosted coffee there too. So just a thought, just a thought. <laughs> I'm not a coffee fan boy. And I, but I do love me some Chick-fil-A. I will tell you. Chick-fil-A is less life changing. That's that stuff. <laughs> Here's a question. It says, uh, Brother Gore, do you have any advice for first-time P7 starters? I guess, Brother Boy, you could jump in as well. Brother Gore? I'm going to defer to Seth. Uh, first-time P7. Be, first of all, be organized. Um, I've been to P7 clubs that were completely unorganized, and everyone could feel it. Um, I'm going to say something really that might sound really unspiritual, but I promise it's with, with a reason. Make P7 fun. <laughs> it's okay to love the Lord and have fun at the same time. Uh, a couple of practical tips when people are coming in the room, have some music playing on your phone. I walked into a P7 club one time and it was really awkward because it was dead silent. Everyone was just sitting there uh, because the P7 hadn't started yet, so no one was talking. Uh, the most effective part of your P7, like 15 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes, however long you have, might not hear hear me out umbrella of mercy here the most important part might not be your lesson that day it might not <laughs> it might be the two minutes that you're talking to them before you're you know that connection point uh because you may you know reach to reach to someone that's desperate for a friend uh so make sure that people feel warm and like welcomed uh p7 should not just be a place where kids are friendly but it should be a place where where people can make friends um so that's that's like a super practical thing um on a spiritual note make sure that you pray uh long before you study for your lesson make sure that you study for your lesson so that when you're speaking you can look at someone and engage with them uh but if you are prayed up and you're sensitive god's anointing can do more than prep can ever do so make sure that you're studied up prayed up that you're prepared that you're organized and get the word out there. Talk to people, uh, invite people. The best way to get people to your P7 is to invite them and to have donuts. You know, you know, combine the spiritual with the practical. 
and you'll have a great P7. And just love people like throughout the week. You know, don't make it all about your P7, but just develop good relationships throughout the week. And then the P7 should just be an overflow of the, you know, the great things that's happening throughout the school week. That's so good. Um, wow, there's more questions that just came in. Um, depression, anxiety, suicide are all but words right now and are major issues in our youth culture. Um, how can P7 leaders be the hands and feet of, oh, this is good, Brother Boyd, Brother Corey Boyd. How can P7 leaders be the hands and feet of Jesus with students dealing with these issues? Did you understand that, Brother Landon? You want me to read that again? Oh, I thought it was for Seth. Sorry. Oh, no, no. It's for you, bro. His brother, brother, the other boy, the better boy, asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> the better boy. Uh oh. Okay. Re we uh, repeat the question if you don't mind. Okay. It says depression, <laughs> depression, anxiety, suicide are all but words right now and are major issues in our youth culture, maybe more so than ever before due to an increased isolation over the past year and a half. How can P7 yeah. lead to the hands and feet of Jesus with students dealing with these? Yeah, um, I think there's a key word there, uh, isolation um, that has happened practically because of COVID. At the end, of, at the same time, we know that the enemy uses isolation, so he would love to leverage that for his agenda. And I think um, uh, somebody, I think it was just Seth or or Amani, um, that not just having, uh, I believe you did, Seth, uh, not just having a friendly atmosphere, but a place where you can actually make friends. So to me, that's community. So I believe, uh, I believe community is a very, very powerful. Uh, thing even even the Lord's prayer starts with our Father. Uh, everything um, that we do in the kingdom is to uh, be done together with our brothers and our sisters. Nobody's nobody's by themselves, and so um, I think it would be. Uh, I think it's really powerful just to leverage the community of of P7 outside of the club. And that goes back to the coffee time that goes back to conversation. Uh, and that goes back to uh, resources. Um, we have hope. We have the power of God. We have the Holy ghost. We have the word of God. Uh, but there's so many people that are dealing with uh, anxiety and depression, suicidal thinking that don't have a resource that don't have uh, a, a story, a testimony. And so I think, um, I think community, um, I know there's obviously the meeting together in clubs, but um, I think it would be even advantageous to to have activities perhaps even outside of, of clubs. And, and maybe uh, one of y'all could speak to that. Um, but just, um, you know, people know when when you have something where it's just check in, check out. Uh, we want you here. Here's our product. OK, see you next time. People know the difference between that and and this relational vibe and atmosphere of, hey, we, we care about you and we care about your Monday through Friday. And and that's that's inconvenience. That takes time. I think that goes back to discipleship. Uh, when you love somebody, you're going to spend time with them. You're going to share life. And, and that's that's love. That 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 is true love. That is that is inconvenience. Uh, and that that takes a whole lot more investment. Um, than just meeting together one time during the week. This is amazing. This is amazing. Again, I get, guys, I encourage you to tag P7 in the Instagram stories. Some of these have been amazing stuff. Another question. Hey, Brother Gore, how can I talk to someone about Jesus who's already, this is good, experienced church hurt um, from what they experience that can hinder them, but it's our job to help them. So how do I help someone who's been struggling with church hurt? Sure. Um, a lot of, uh, well, think about this. Um, <laughs> every bit of church hurt goes back to um, people. Uh, people hurt people and uh, people hurt people in the church and people uh, hurt people outside of the church. And at the end of the day, our, our focus is not upon people. Our focus is Jesus. So I think any way that we can turn the narrative and turn the focus um, back on Jesus um, that's, that's the answer in, in dealing with, with, with bitterness, with jadedness, um, and, and realizing that, um, every single one of us inside of church or out of church are going to have the opportunity to hurt or to, to be hurt. Uh, but if our, if our attention is on, 
uh, people, then we're going to be hurt again. We're going to be disappointed again. Even even in, in the context of church and brothers and sisters, we're going to hurt each other without even knowing it, without even wanting to. Uh, but I think encouraging that person to get back uh, to, to, to Jesus and to get back to, uh, focusing on, on Christ because, um, people will fail. Jesus won't. People are inconsistent. Um, Jesus, uh, isn't inconsistent. And so I think, um, helping people cast their gaze back upon Jesus in any, in any way that we can. That's so good. That's so good. And I, one of my mentors told me once, you know, the reality is people are people. Right. And so, unfortunately, the church is made up of imperfect people, and we are a part of that. And so, things happen. Brother Gore. And I'll, um, I'll just, if I can just add, sometimes we'll feel go the ahead, pressure. Bro. I'll just say that, you know, if not careful, we can also feel feel the pressure that we um, we have to uh, sometimes we can get a savior complex and we feel like that we have to be the answer for people. And in reality, we are not the answer. We are just turning people to the answer. We are just showing people the answer. But sometimes in the middle of of ministry, uh, we can we can feel like that we have to uh <laughs> we have to be something that we're not ultimately we're not god we're not the savior we're not jesus um but we are pointing that person um to christ and that takes a lot of pressure off uh i think us and i, I think that makes our job a lot more simpler that's so good um brother gore i got a question i want to ask him then want to wrap up here uh, with something called the one word challenge. You've tried it before, but um, could you share us um, some miracles that you've recently seen, been a part of just to inspire faith on here tonight? Sure. Sure. Uh, well, um, it wasn't P7, but it was, uh, it was oh. uh, C- CMI, the, the, uh, the, the older cousin or whatever you call it. Um, we were, uh, we were, we were at a CMI and um, here in Texas, and uh, we had we had to meet off uh, we had to meet off campus. Uh, there was a lot of things that happened last minute that were just really crazy. And uh, but people still invited, people still prayed, people still came. And one of the testimonies that emerged from that night was uh, a girl named Shania. We had ended our time together, and uh, she was praying for the Spirit. And so uh, we began to kind of transition into fellowship. And so I just asked her if she'd like to step outside for just a moment and keep praying and uh, she was aggressive she was hungry uh the, the spirit was all over her and so we just stepped outside and we begin to pray and right there on the sidewalk god filled shania with the gift of the holy ghost and it was just a, a another reminder that even though uh there was some chaos last minute even though we had to change some plans even though it was off campus it, it wasn't a preferred uh, it wasn't our, our, our preferred uh, route. Uh, God still moved because there was somebody there that was hungry. And I love the fact that she didn't get it in the building, but she got it on the sidewalk. And another testimony that I've shared that um, uh, this actually happened overseas, uh, but it, it, it just uh, it reflects the same principle. We were on our way to a Bible study one night. And our translator last minute let us know that he wasn't going to uh, make it. And so, you know, in Europe, uh, everybody knows two or three, four or five languages. It's crazy. It makes me feel stupid because I'm still learning English. And so uh, we were on the way there. And so I called up a buddy of mine in, in Dallas. I said, hey, man, what are you doing? So well, I'm, I'm, I'm on my lunch break. And so, uh, so I said, well, man, I, I need you to translate for us. And it just so happened to be that the, the common language that night was going to be Spanish. And so it, it worked out for me to call my friend Jaime and, and he, he could translate for, uh, for us in, in Spanish and it would be understood by the people there. So we get to the, we get to the living room. And we're, 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 we're in this, we're in this really tight space and, and we, we have some worship going on. And so they get the iPad and they put it on, on the, uh, on the table in the middle of the living room. And, and I was the choir director because I got to press play. And so everybody's just lifting up their hands and worshiping and, 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 and God was just moving. So I pressed next. We went to the next song and, and, and God was moving. And so then it came time for me to speak. And, and so I've got my phone out. It's on, it's on Bluetooth. It's on speaker and Jaime's on the other line translating. And there's like a 10 second delay after everything I say. And so immediately I'm making, 
thinking like cranium calculations. Okay, I'm going to have to like slice up this lesson. We're going to have to go from like 30 minutes to uh, 15 minutes, and and we're we're and and, and, and all this chaos, right? And, and, and I, I remember just thinking, man, this is so weird. This is so awkward. Like, this is just not, this is not cool. And like brother Seth said, you want to, you want to make the environment as best as you can, but sometimes stuff just falls apart. But it's one thing, uh, if it falls apart, um, uh, outside of your planning, it's another thing if you just don't plan anything at all. So you need to plan, you need to make it great and you need to make it fun, make it awesome do it with excellence. And yet in the moment, if something happens, as we, as we all know that things can happen, the power of God is still there and you're still anointed. You still have a word. And so I just simply begin to share the word of the Lord. And I asked at the end, if anybody would like to receive the spirit and would like to pray and two ladies in that living room lifted up their hand. And you know what I did? I got my phone and Jaime prayed both of those ladies through to the spirit over speakerphone as I was holding the phone in their ear. They were lifting up their hands and <laughs> receiving the spirit. And in that same Bible study, a man came in who happened to be a neighboring pastor. And I know sometimes in, in, in P7 environments, I, I've been, we've been in the middle of a P7 service and just, I mean, a professor or somebody walking by just kind of steps in. You never know who's going to walk in or in this Bible study, a, a pastor stepped in and, and God filled him with the spirit and Jaime gave him a Bible study over speakerphone. And so again, I guess the principle that I want to share is that no matter what type of context you're in, no matter what's going right, no matter what's going wrong, the, the, the power of God is in you and anybody can receive revelation. Anybody can decide to be baptized. Anybody can receive the spirit in any given P7 environment. And so um, have that expectation, have that, have that belief, even when things are, even when things are going wrong. Um, one last, um, one last testimony uh, that I'll share. Um, and, and this happened, uh, this happened overseas. Uh, a lady came and um, she, she wanted prayer for her husband. Her husband didn't really have a strong walk with God. From what I understood, he didn't have the Holy ghost and he had been uh, recently in, in surgery. He, his back was in a brace and, and she came, she came to a service and she said, I, I want to pray for my husband. And so that night we began to pray. And so she came back to service the next night and she was teary eyed and she began to tell what had happened. And she had went back home and the Lord had miraculously healed her husband and he had received the gift of the spirit. And so you have the ability to pray with somebody about somebody else that's not even at that P7. You have the ability to 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 link up and intercede for a P7 uh, uh, members, uh, uh, parents, and and so there's there's all kinds of uh, things that are happening in in the households represented by those coming. So do not think that you can't pray a simple prayer and heaven show up in a supernatural, miraculous, divine way, so that when they come home and when they come back to the next p7 or when they text you that night that there can be a miracle report all because you stepped out in boldness and faith wow the insights have been priceless tonight let me tell you uh guys this will be uploaded to the upci youth ministries youtube page um thank you for everybody for joining on tonight brother gore if you could leave us with one last word what would it be tonight thank and thank you for taking your time bro for to be on tonight well it's been an honor uh, i'm so proud of all of you guys I, I look up to you guys i admire you guys and i'm thankful that we get to be on the front lines together and that god allowed us all to be uh, in the same end time dispensation uh, as brothers and sisters this is a really cool a uh, really cool deal. And it's really special that uh, we get to be a part of what God is doing uh, together as a family. And so if I could leave you uh, with, with one word, it would just simply uh, be action. Take action. Uh, don't go by your feelings. Don't follow your heart. Don't follow vibes. Don't follow energy. Just take action. And um, I, 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 this will be the, the principle that I'll leave you with that, that goes along with this. Um, in the Bible, uh, the in the New Testament, sorry, that 
that we would see that Paul would be, he would be going to a city, he'd be going to a place and the, and the spirit would forbid him. The spirit would redirect him. And so he would head to another city and there's a principle in, in what is taking place. And that is simply this, um, God can, God can redirect, uh, your, your motion. He cannot redirect your inactivity. God can, uh, another way to say that is you can't steer a parked car. So if you're, if you're waiting for all the details, if you're waiting to have it all figured out about your future, about your life, about P7, about your school, uh, just take a step, take, take action. And if you're going in the wrong direction, just know the Lord, he can, he can redirect you, but you've got to move and you've got to take a step and it would be better uh, to do something imperfectly than to do nothing perfectly. So don't, don't fall to paralysis of analysis. Don't, don't fall to perfection. Don't fall to sitting on the sidelines, waiting for every detail. You just take a step, you move in faith, move in boldness, take action. And God's, God's going to follow you and God's going to go with you and lead and guide you every step of the way. What an outstanding call tonight. Phenomenal. Guys, we'll be back next month. This will be uploaded into YouTube. Just tag people in this on your Instagram store what you heard tonight. God bless you, everybody. We will see you again next month. Thank you again, Brother Gore. Love y'all. Yes, sir. Take care. Love you guys.